You're listening to Music Mythology. My name is Sam Romo, and let's talk about some music. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too, man. Yeah, dude. You, you look well. Your hair looks nice and strong. It's like a mane now. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to end up being, but we'll see how long it goes. Oh, man. <laughs> you talking about cutting it? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know how I feel about it. And there's days when uh, I don't mind it. And there's other days, like today, when I'm setting up a studio. <laughs> It's all in my face. Oh, stuff. yeah? Yeah, but eh, it is what it is. Do your parents have real strong, like, hair genes? Uh, I, just, I feel like my dad does. What, like, a, what about your dad. mom's side? Because I hear uh, that's what it matters. Uh, it's very straight here. It's like, I, I feel like that's it. The only descriptor I can give about that genetic. But they still <laughs> have their hair. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. see, yeah. Okay, yeah, you can trim it. You can do whatever you want. Mm. Yeah. yeah, dude, I have a, um, what what is it? My father's uncle, so my great uncle to me, or what is that to me? Great uncle? Great uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> he He's like 80 and he has a full head of hair. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, we, perfect. But we don't know if he's like secretly, you know, doing something. Like, like, like some, some Bosley. Yeah. Some <laughs> hair plugs. <laughs> it's my jeans. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I but, yeah. But yeah, man, it's good to have you back. Good to be back. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about what you want to talk about because it's uh, some new new stuff, some unexpected news, and some uh, uh, the reopening, the the, the the regenesis of the music industry. Time to carry back on to what we were all doing in March, yeah. early March of 2020. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, it's it, been weird. Yes, it has, hasn't it? I did a show last night with some members from Artemis Funk. Um, I did one, I, it was with Patrick Pombuena and Kwame Asibe on drums. And, um, you know, we, we invite for, cause it's Patrick Pombuena's community orchestra. So he'll have okay. me, you know, a drummer, bass guitarist. Sometimes he'll get up a keyboardist, a, nice. a violinist or something like that. So every time we get off stage, um, We'll have somebody talk to us and they say the same thing and everybody's been saying the same thing. I'm so glad to see live music played in front mm. of real people. And I never thought I'd hear that phrase, <laughs> you know, maybe like from somebody who got out of prison. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's gotta be surreal. I mean, just um, I work down here in downtown and, and just being back down here and seeing all the restaurants and stuff back to normal well almost you know it, everything eking along mm -hmm. it, it's just it, it's weird being in this phase where you have to i mean it's good to appreciate what you've got but it's just in this weird phase when like it's unpracticed so it's like after a year it's like oh i'm kind of, i'm not numb to it but it's kind of like weird that's like uh, even the customers that are coming back to me because you know i mean like we lost half of our market you know because of events mm -hmm. and we do signs and graphics and and uh, now it's starting to come back and it's just, it's kind of surreal and this weird feeling of the uh, uh, satisfaction, I guess, of just not, I kind of threw it away, threw away the thought of like, uh, you know what, they're just gone. I'm not gonna think about them. And when they come back, that's great. It is what it is. 
And now that they're back, it's just weird. <laughs> do you, cause I've been having a hard time. Do you feel like the, the new scheduling with everything opening back up is kind of like, uh, like a release of the floodgates, you know, oh, yeah. you're like, oh my God, all this work now versus like, oh, my, my 10th Netflix series, you know, cause I'm, I'm kind of light right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, well, with the vaccines with the, uh, everybody, well, businesses included phasing this stuff out and, and opening things up. It's just, yeah. I mean, everybody just seems happier. You know, I mean, just like, it's it, I'm not as freaked out to go into crowds or like meet with people I haven't seen in a long time. It's just all whichever side of the spectrum you were on about what you thought about it doesn't matter anymore. We're we're on the end. I mean, it feels like that. And uh, it's just satisfying, man. It just feels good. To, like I said, I went to a record convention, you know, it's like I wasn't there for very long. They still had rules where you had to be distance and wear masks and all that stuff. But it's like it's the first event type thing I'd really even been to. I mean, I wasn't even there for very long, but it was just like, just nice to interact with people. And, you know, I was uh, networking for the show and just talking shop, talking music and stuff. And it was just awesome. I haven't, you know, interacted with a stranger like that in a long time. Ah, oh, the things we took for granted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all we needed to do was go through some nuclear winter holocaust for a week and then, you know, then the, the Pfizer and the Moderna started just rolling on through. Fair Park got organized and they're, you know, I hear they're, they're shooting up like a thousand, 10,000 people at a time, you know. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's a little scary right now mm. too, because uh, we've been, we have been conditioned, even though for a short time, we've been conditioned to socially distance and, and to have our masks on and make sure that you're, Washing your hands, which I'm glad people are washing their hands. Yes. Uh, as somebody that works at a bank, you wouldn't believe how many times I see people drive up and then like wipe their nose and then give me their stuff. And I have to tell my coworkers, yo, this guy wiped his nose. Y'all, y'all clean your hands. <laughs> Watch out for that bill. Watch out for that bill. <laughs> it's oh, oh, getting flashbacks. But um, yeah, man, it's uh, what a but it's a breath of fresh air and you know it's so perfectly timed it's spring you know yeah. this blossoming of new life and new new um energy kind of coming out and uh, i'm i'm really thankful to have things kind of open up starting around this time cuz right. it's a really beautiful time right now yeah it, it i mean it kind of makes sense you know you get over the the lull and the 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 winter time where it's more likely to get sick and all that kind of stuff but yeah it's a beautiful um a coincidence or not coincidence i mean it kind of makes sense but uh just it, it's it's awesome that it lines up everything's opening <clears throat> up the new seasons of sports seasons are rolling out the new uh i mean it's just a, a it's a it's a new season it's it's just i, I don't know it's a, it's a, the whole year feels like a new season yeah because <laughs> it's like it's because it's not it's not something you can really compare to anything no one had ever been we'd never been stopped you know or, or certain markets certain businesses there's there's never a, a decline you know like or, or just a freeze in, in, the, in the way that it had been so yeah i mean this year i have very high expectations this year <laughs> it's definitely the it's like the second installment of the roaring 20s you know right right we're just kind of coming out of this great depression or great repression in a way and then uh man i'm yeah, I'm thrilled to see what happens uh, coming up next. Uh, obviously, people will still have their um, 
the reservations when it comes to going out and going to experience a show. Yeah. Um, but that to me is exciting too, because now you will open up two lanes of shows. You'll open up obviously a more exciting and more uh, personable catered to live show where people can feel safe in public. Uh, I believe things like plastic domes will be built for, for um, mm. individuals or couples to, to enjoy their show. Or you can go the at-home route, and with the way certain companies have been working with technology, you know, VR has been booming. Oh yeah, uh, ever since. And you know, having having a nice VR virtual experience concert in your living room, yeah, that you pay like 40, 55 bucks for, yeah. and you get to sit down and you know feel as if you're right on the front row. Yeah, well, I, I've honestly I've been waiting for that to become a bigger thing than it than it now it's, it makes sense i mean like we said it's, a, it's been a great avenue for artists to to reconnect and for their 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 crowds to follow them and experience them still um but i remember uh, I'm trying to think of what year it was it was like 2000 you know that album awaken my love uh, by yeah josh gambino yeah uh, i'm trying to remember when that came out it's like 2015 or 16 Maybe it was 16. Uh, but anyways when he released the vinyl he released it with a a, a headset and then you, uh, it, you, if you download, what's the app called? The Pharaoh's app, which is his app, then you could experience one of his Awaken My Love tour concerts. Whoa. And, and, and it, they, they did after effects on it. So it's like you're watching him and he's on a stage, you're at the front row. And then at the same time, if you look up, there's like um, um, Aurora Borealises, which is totally not there, you know, and uh, crazy like, you know, looking space creatures and weird tribal figures and it's just people just walking over the crowds and it's just crazy looking. Um, and it was such an experience. I mean, me and my wife, we were blown away when we tried it out. It's like, wow, this is nuts. Can you just put your earphones in, pop that sucker on and you're, you're there. Yeah, you're and, there. Yeah. And then like and it was live footage, too. So it's like when you like look over to your right, you know, there's that there's that big fan just like leaning over the guardrail, just, you know, freaking out the whole time. And the person on the left is singing, you know, every word. It's just interesting. And I was like, wow, this is such a unique experience. And, you know, to take one of those VR 360 cameras and just position it right there and just capture. I mean, I imagine it'd be relatively not I don't want to say easy, but, you know, I mean, doable especially for an artist that likes to connect with their with their following you know with their audience so much if google can put a camera on top of cars and drive them across the country and get a nice accurate viewing of for the maps i think it is definitely doable for that kind of yeah. that kind of platform but man um Sometimes people come up with things and you're like, man, why didn't I think of that? It's such a good idea. Yeah. Uh, it's the same thing with like great lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like, um, have you ever listened to Daniel Caesar? Oh yeah. Uh, so of course, every time he, he writes a song or you know, you got best part or um, uh, got get you, yeah, get you and yeah. you're listening, you're like, wow, this guy just, took the words right out of my mouth yeah. and I should have wrote this song because <laughs> I say these words all the time, yeah. like in passing and yada, yada. Yeah. But anyways, it was a, that's a great idea. What a great album to have that for too. Oh, yeah. Such a, seems like such a visually uh, stimulating and like eccentric kind of album to yeah. put people through, especially yeah, if sure. you're kind of into that, um, that uh, Parliament and Funk psychedelic yeah. kind of vibe. Oh, big time. Well, that's why I was I was so excited about that album. Yeah. Like when they released uh, uh, 
me was it me and your mama was the first yeah, single oh first that was single. that was so good first track of the album that's yeah. my favorite track too yeah oh man that one's awesome that yeah. one stand tall uh what's the other there's another song um but man that, that's just an awesome album i love that album and so when the when that vinyl came out with the headset i was all over it and and i and i've just been kind of surprised that not more people have done that mm. that you know release vinyl and then release a, a vr accompanying you know concert to go with it because i just i don't know that was such an experience like from being an appreciator of the album and then being able to experience the concert while you know just straight from the album it's like you know it's just such a it's a good uh concession or it's a good you know like uh, a second place prize if i could never see them you know especially if it's someone like that like if it was uh because i'm trying to think of even like old concerts which i'm sure would i mean the tech wouldn't really be there but if you start now you know what i mean and start documenting stuff in a vr form right and then like uh like i'm thinking about people that do this like uh with normal live albums like neil young you know he'll He'll, he's recorded so many live sets, but he hasn't released them all. Mm. And so, like, he releases them at random times. He's like, you know, I think last year he released one. He released one from like the late seventies. That was an acoustic set. And then uh, just a month or two ago, he released one from like the early nineties. So it's all different lineups of people he's playing with. But it's just been sitting on it, sitting in the vault. But like, what if you sit on a bunch of like VR concerts, and then twenty years from now, when you George Clinton dies or or whoever, then you can just you can jump right into a real concert that he threw on and you can experience it right then and there, you know. They have those services where you can um you know, you can watch all these um televised events from the forties and fifties, you mm. know, for jazz, you can pay a uh, a fee. I'm pretty sure the same thing for rock concerts. Mm. So yeah, I could see that being some kind of um Almost like a Disney Plus service where you right. pay, you know, fourteen ninety five a month, and uh, you get to just stream whatever concert uh, you want from whatever artist from yeah. whatever year, uh, as long as you have a VR headset. Yeah, because I mean, if, if I'm just thinking, if a production company could really get that process down and really streamline it, I mean, you could tag along with with someone. I mean, yeah, I would just stick with like like Gambino or Travis Scott. I mean, anybody, it's a big name, especially has the budget, have mm -hmm. that team just be set in the front. They record every concert, but probably maybe like the exciting, the weird ones, you know, yeah. like, oh, here's Coachella 2012 and here's where he played in France and here, you know, just like unique places and clubs and stuff, small, intimate, random, you know, pop up shows or whatever. But that, that, I just feel like people buy into that, right? Like, because especially the hardcore fans, like I was saying, if it's someone that never tours, because I remember we said this multiple times that whenever Gambino would tour again, we would try and get some you know damn good tickets, right? <laughs> because he, he never toured, and if he did, he would never he never came down here. He, the last time he was in Dallas was like on his very first tour or something like that, and is seven years ago or something like that, you know. And so when he came down here for Awaken My Love, we were all over it. But if he never did that, and this an opportunity to buy a, a VR concert, it's like I probably would have done it. I never even imagined Childish Gambino would come out to Dallas. I thought he would always just stop in Austin and be like, oh, you know, there's my Texas yeah, run right that's there. Good. <laughs> that's yeah. good enough. You know, oh. maybe H-Town because Beyonce's from there. Mm. He's like, oh, OK. Uh, maybe he knew he could fill American Airlines Center. I'm sure that pays out. Oh, I'm sure that <laughs> pays quite a bit. Quite that was a, a crazy show. We, we actually ended up being the last the unexpected last show of the tour mm. because he broke his foot Ooh. and so you know he's jiving and dancing and he's all over the stage i mean it's a huge it's a huge stage and uh yeah at one point he even walks you know off into the crowd walks out into the uh 
whatever, you know, the layers, the, they're the levels of AAC. Oh, no. And so he walks around to the other side and it comes back to the other crowd and he's like singing and dancing and everything. And then when he gets up, he gets, I forget what song he was doing and uh, pulls some great moves, but then eventually he like does like, he like slides or twirls and then he like lays on the ground for a second and he keeps singing. He's killer, you know, voice is killer, but he's just laying there and we're like, okay, maybe that's just his, you know, Marvin Gaye thing, it was laying down, yeah, singing. singing. But then now he just stayed laying there <laughs> for the rest of the concert, for the rest of the song. Oh, and then like he like you could kind of tell like when the music kept going, you know, he kind of like got up and the lights went out and they're like, "That's it." Like, oh, what? No. Like this is unfortunate. And then I think it was the next day that they tweeted like Dallas ended up being the end of the tour unexpectedly, and then that, he eventually picked it up and did the last like six or eight cities that he missed like. Mm half a year later or something like that but that was wild because like we we're like damn he definitely had like another half hour you know oh <laughs> my god jfk childish gambino's foot cheese dallas come on dallas. come on dallas ercot what's going on here this is a sign yeah you know speaking of dallas or speaking of texas like a lot of people from california are moving here oh yeah which is also getting me so it's a making me a little nervous, mm. but also getting me a little excited. Uh, nervous because everything's getting pricier, mm. everything's getting more expensive, everything's getting harder to actually um, participate in mm. and get with, you know? Um, I even hear uh, Duncanville's getting expensive now to live oh. out there. Yeah, the real estate is, is piling up. Uh, I did talk to somebody and they were like, oh, well, my tire got jacked off my off of my car. So I was like, oh, good it's old Duncanville. A, it's a slow climb. It's a slow climb. Um, they're also doing street races on Camp Wisdom. So oh, yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah, classic. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, all that talent, knowledge, and like go-to attitude and kind of like this liberalism, taking Texas by storm a little bit, giving it more of a center view and hopefully we can all share in that in that knowledge when it comes to the music industry and entertainment industry. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that there will be a huge boom and Texas will join the ranks. Texas in general will join the ranks of, you know, Atlanta, Nashville, L.A., New York, yeah. uh, Detroit. When it comes to music, I'm tired of seeing Texas have all this talent here and nobody who knows how to cultivate it and put it out there for the rest of the world to enjoy. Mm. So it'll be nice to see what happens in the next like couple years to five years. Yeah, yeah, cause it's like, cause I think of Austin, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you think of Austin, um, I mean, that's really it, like the music, you know, central or, or whatever. And, and I mean, you know, I'm sure like ACL has helped <sighs> having a, a major festival that's nothing but growing and it's like, was it 25 years old now or something like what, that? What, ACO? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And uh, South by. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that city's crazy. Yes. I mean, it's, it's an awesome city with so much variety, so much vibrance and just art and culture and every, any tangent you want to jump down. And it's, uh, it's crazy. And, and it's, uh, I mean, it's beautiful. We love going down there. And, and if that's, if that type of stuff can expand, you know, into, into Dallas, you know, that's, that's awesome, you know, cause my favorite places in Dallas are kind hmm. of the places that are reflective of like Austin anyway. So, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like Bishop Arts District okay. and, yeah. and uh, uh, Deep Ellum and, you know, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm really looking forward to 
uh, the new wave of artists. Cause I don't know if you, I, I'm, I, I've been seeing it from like Pitchfork and Rolling Stone and stuff like, like in the last month or so, like the numbers are coming out from like the last year's sales and uh, 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 audio equipment and audio recording equipment has been like the largest Huge. year yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. It was like four point something billion. It was just outrageous. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was like, I'm sure it's like this, all these people with all this time and just stuck, you know, did, having to work on something. It's like, I'm finally gonna work on my music. I'm gonna work on all this stuff. So I'm very excited, like we said, this year of everything opening up, getting back into the flow of things, people being, you know, appreciative of things coming back, but there's gonna be a lot of new things, you know, mm-hmm. coming in with it, with that tide. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, I really look forward to, and with the show, I mean, I wanna try and keep up with it. You know, it's like keep up with the new people that are gonna grow, keep up with the new, uh, with the smaller venues that are just starting. Cause you know, last year affected a lot of venues. Like there was a, a comedy club in Deep Ellum that I think is, might be closing now. I saw like a for lease sign up oh, no. and like that, I think it had just opened right before COVID, you know? So it's like, uh, there's, there's that weird turnover uh, that we're going through or seeing who survived, who made it and Ooh. who was careful yeah. and who, who had the right conversations with their landlord. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, interest. It's just interesting, and I'm just I'm just nothing but excited. Like I, I feel nothing but an expectation of of, of positive things or, or or growth in in culture when it comes to music in in any city. Um, but particularly Dallas. I mean, I'm excited. I'm just excited. I mean, I live here, so yeah, we live here, <laughs> and we're not going anywhere soon. So, um, speaking of exciting new music, um, Anderson Pack. Bruno Mars yeah. making an album, showing their stuff at the Grammys. Yeah. Um, man, I didn't know I needed this album until <laughs> they said they were doing one together. And I was like, great, I can retire. I don't have to do anything anymore. They, these two have it covered. I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful time as, as well as, you know, we're still reflecting on the people that we lost. You know, we we lost a jazz great recently, uh, Chick Corea. Oh yeah, uh, and that was, oh man, He's on that album. Yeah, he sure is. This album right here is Miles Davis in a silent way, given to me by Mr. Sam Romo. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, of course. But um, one of my favorites. You know, um, man, we lost we we lost some great ones. You know, Winston Marsalis lost his father. Uh, mm. The Dallas Symphony Orchestra lost their principal trumpet, which was oh. one of my ins biggest inspirations, Mr. Ryan Anthony, rest in peace. Uh, He had a long, long battle with um, bone marrow cancer, I Mm. believe. Oh, wow. Uh, Maybe five or six years, he even started a a concert series called Cancer Blows, uh, where he would invite, Mm. you know, these great brass players or jazz players to come out. And they would not only do concerts, they would do pre-concerts that people could sit in on. And then also they would do master classes for, so, you know, you'd see UNT students, TCU, UTA, you know, anybody who really wanted to get in on the ground floor and learn something. What an experience. Yeah, right. But we lost him, unfortunately. uh, Duncanville lost a band director, uh, George Townsend. Uh, and I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's but, crazy. Right? It's wild. What, what happened? We're not sure. Oh, okay. But wow. Yeah. Man, that's that's nuts. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of excitement. Obviously, there has been uh, great new music on the Vanguard. Uh, Adele is coming out with a new album oh, after, after not coming out with yeah. anything for five years. Um, you know, 
Uh, and it's also a time of, of reflection and mourning, you know? Uh, we've, lost, we've lost the titans, the people that we've grown up watching and thinking that were impenetrable, mm. untouchable, you know, yeah. invincible. But uh, yeah, very, very exciting dynamics kind of going on. Uh, Silk Sonic sounds like it's gonna be a great duo. Um, Leave the Door Open is a bop. Yeah. It is amazing. Out yeah. the gate, just stellar. It's creamy. It's like orange cream soda. It's amazing. And <laughs> it's I love so it. Good. Yeah, it's like that perfect, funky, like Curtis Mayfield, late 70s, Michael Jackson, like vibe. It's like awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's like if Rock With You and uh, if Rock With You and gosh, it's like Rock With You, but times times a thousand because I think Bruno Mars <laughs> is just um, Man, when he makes those ballads, it's it's mm. uh, it's really hard to to contend with. And yeah. then obviously Anderson Pack and his group of musicians are so tight. Yeah, uh, Free National. Oh my gosh, They're so good. Is he? I don't even know if he's using. Is the he free, not, oh, I don't think he's people? using all the Free Nationals. I okay. think he's using a couple. Uh, but you know, I think Bruno Mars has his people oh, as well. Sure, yeah. So you know, it's like this hodgepodge. Yeah, because he tours with them though. Like, yeah, right when when Pac does his own stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I really liked, because um, he did Oxnard and then the year, exact year later was uh, Ventura. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, I think he, because I mean, it comes off this way, but like he explained like the Oxnard's kind of like the harder, more, like, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's what he said, it's like the harder side and then the Ventura is the more smoother side. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really liked Ventura. I mean, I like both, but I really liked Ventura, like with like the Smokey and, uh, Smokey Robinson. Uh, mm. Who else was on? That was the. Uh, uh, do you wanna make it better? Yeah. If you do, then let's please make some new memories. Yeah, that's yeah. a. Oh, that's such a good one. That's man. a great song. That's oh. so good. Uh, man, what's the other song? Sorry, it's gonna kill me. I need it. Don't let it kill you, man. Because I, I was just listening to it. By the way, this venue is beautiful. I love your home. Your home is also stellar <laughs> as hell, but this is amazing. This is like vibes times 10. We are literally smack dab in the arts district right next to the Meyerson Symphony Center and the AT&T Opera House. Yeah. Uh, it is such a sight to be here. Yeah. This is uh, crazy. I feel, yeah, I, I, I'm very happy we were able to film here. Wow. <laughs> this, is this like a regular thing for you? Is I'm this, hoping so. Yeah? Yeah, my uncle owns this location, so, um, and they're not open on, on the weekends, so, oh, or at least right now. I think they have events and stuff, so I think it's one of those things where like, as long as I can schedule ahead of them, maybe, we'll see. Man. But I have a couple of other spots too. Um, like I'm looking at eventually doing some interviews on uh, one of the stages on uh, at the Palladium at, mm. at Gillies. Mm -hmm. um, they have multiple um, concert halls there. Um, uh, everything from like large shows to small, per more personal uh, venues. Um, so that's an option. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because now I'm, you know, keeping up the videos, uh, the video episodes. So I'm going to try and keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a perfect spot. I love this spot. Uh, and yeah, we've got our background and uh, yeah, it's awesome. It we're, is awesome. We're it's getting green. there. Things uh, are green. Oh, the, yeah. What's the it? song was Come Home with Come Andre Home. 3000. Oh, my that's gosh. Oh, he did it. What? With Andre, mm -hmm. Andre never comes out. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, I need deal. to go back. Yeah, yeah, I really like that album. Um, that's, a, that's what got me excited about Silk Sonic is because it's kind of, it's not like super similar. It's not like super in that funky vein, but he kind of is. I mean, 
Pac has that 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 groove to him where it's like it's that you know with his raspy either whether he's whether he's rapping or singing it's like and the instrumentals he chooses to use it's like yeah he's, he's like it's kind of hard it blurs those eras of the 70s current you know it's like a good mix it's yeah a good mosh posh but uh yeah for silk sonic to focus in on that real funky groovy stuff it's like awesome i just love it leave the project to the drummer i guess you know really you know him being the the main man the front man and the driving force behind the rhythm and the uh and the groove behind his music mm. uh really gives him the wheel he truly has the wheel you know because a, a lot of singers you know you gotta nah 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 stop stop you know uh uh go back and i want and you, yeah if you ever sit you you you're a musician yeah. so you sat in on a rehearsal and you don't quite like what the drummer's doing you you he's close and you're like oh man no not the boom boom bap i want you to do the bap bap boom and then uh do that and you're like giving him all these sound effects to do yeah. <laughs> and he's just looking at you like all right man i'm, I'm gonna try at least our drummer does <laughs> um uh but with him it's like not only am i the not only am i the uh the painter but I'm also the wood of the brush, you know, because mm. I, I, that's what I think a band is um, like the the singer, the front man is just the the painter. Uh, obviously, the audience in the venue is the canvas and the musicians are the the paint, the the actual head of the brush and the wood. And so you got the the drummer, which is the wood, and he can just he can guide the he can guide the painting that he's making a lot easier now because he is both painter and the wood. He's he's the he's like the first two pieces of the extension. You yeah, know? it's 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 incredible. And his his um, craftsmanship is very refreshing in this new age of music where, you know, um, you don't see things like that as valued on a main stage mm. as it used to be. You know, it's more sure. electronic. Uh, uh, more people are using auto-tune, which is cool because those who didn't have that that musical talent initially can now express themselves and yeah. create something beautiful. But it is great to see somebody who has that organic talent and be pushed to the forefront, especially with an artist as um, um, consistent as Bruno Mars. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tight, man. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, any, anytime there's an artist that can pull that off, pull off writing it, producing it, doing every every bit, every every instrument. I mean, like like Tame Impala, Kev, Kevin Parker. I mean, like he does every single bit. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, Beck, uh, like Trenton Reznor. I mean, it's just like there's there's so many people that when you when you see that person, I mean, that's why a lot of their stuff really resonates with people is because it's all them. They've got their vision, and 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 like you said, it, you don't have to translate. You don't even have to juggle an ego, you know, with your with your mate, with your bandmate. Yeah, it's like it's just. It doesn't matter how today is. It's just it's kind of all on you, and that's what I think. That's also introduces another level of uh, making it so impressive, is because it's you've taken it all on yourself. You know, it's if you mess up, it's all on you. But it's if you do it great, it's all you know, it's on you. And uh, we talked about this in the last episode. I mean, that's it's kind of the the that weird feeling of being a musician or being a performer is, is, is or the weird feeling of it being rewarding. I mean, of when, cause you can't fake it. Mm -mm. You know, it's like, you can't fake mm -mm. that you don't know. You can't fake that you know that song. 
because once you're up there, you're, you're going to do it or you're not, you know, <laughs> and then especially when you're in the back room and you have time to produce it and you're the one running the idea. Yeah. It's like you, you've got to be experienced, well-equipped, or you, you've got to be a, a master student. You know, you have to be obsessed with wanting to learn how to do better and never just be okay with what you can do today. Cause I mean, at least with me, it's like, especially with this last year of relearning how to, uh, record and do multi-track recording and setting up my studio in my home and you know all of us are doing it and when one group i have in my house and another group i'm going to start recording out in like middle lothian and mm. and so it's like i'm trying to figure out how to make it mobile and get used to that and like just even with this show you know getting used to the just the the ritual of setting the mics up getting the, the systems up it's just been a nice uh uh um because I, mean, I don't want to call it like a hobby or something because it's not a hobby i'm taking it very serious but it's just it's something that i, I really appreciate you know and it's your craft and, yeah and and so uh and so but i've noticed you know it getting easier <laughs> and so with uh with with you know, with the musicians that can do so much and 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 they're producing in the background and they come and they present it it's just it's 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 crazy it's immaculate sometimes because they've they've, they've done it they've they've been able to show themselves off in a very complex way and uh, uh, I keep getting stalled because I keep wanting to bring up how, you know, like I, I don't remember who said it or, but it's been said before that, you know, a really good musician or a staple of a good musician is they can get along with others and they can, you know, they're just good communicators. And, and um, but they, there's a good discipline. There's a good respect for the craft and for themselves and for, for their bandmates. And I don't know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that maybe have a really big ego and they can do every bit of everything and they're still excellent. But I think there's a different kind of, you know, energy to where you, if you can compose things, you can do things your own. Like, that's what I meant. Like when you're a forever student, you're just obsessed with getting better. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think there's a, there's a healthy, you know, vibrant energy to that kind of creation, you know? And I feel like, you know, like when that's like when you get a really cool collaboration with like two artists that are such high energy people or such creative, interesting people, and you get them together and you make something like, like this, like the Silk Sonic project. And it's like, what is that? What is that's th awesome. It's like, that's so cool. <laughs> Why didn't we have this before? Where yeah. was this at? Yeah. And it's, it's two good people that are comfortable and they know what they're doing and you know, they can balance and can talk to other people, you know? Yeah. You see, um, a lot of times, um, those extremely prolific and talented musicians, um, sometimes they have the worst attitudes mm, oh, yeah. and they're very hard to work with. Yeah. I know, I know plenty of musicians who are absolutely stellar, great singers, great, you know, instrumentalists in their own right. Um, but they don't really work with anybody. They don't have a band. They, and because they don't have a band, they don't work with anybody. You know, mm. the the work is slow. The, the gigs are dry. Um, it's very important. You don't always have to be the best player, but being a really good hang outside of the stage is is pivotal mm. because you won't. You know, unless you're Miles Davis and you're messing with the greatest jazz musicians of the time uh, and you just want this great um, sextet or quintet, um, more times than not nowadays, it is very pivotal for us all to be on a really good uh, page when yeah. we're not playing music. Um, also being on time. That's also very, very <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. Being on time, being cool. Yeah. And taking it seriously yeah take it yeah. seriously yeah uh, having that having that um having that jargon ingrained in you so that you don't have to always explain things in full detail you can say you can say things in four words 
mm-hmm. instead of you know 20. Right. And I think that's also um, really cool when you when you think about it. It's like all these extremely uh, dense concepts consolidated into a couple of words or yeah. um, you know or even eye movements of you know like a, a oh yeah cues and stuff cues yeah. yeah. Um, our, so when Pat was playing last night, um, he called up a drummer, uh, uh, Mackenzie is his name and he's great. And what I noticed about Mackenzie that really impressed me, uh, was how, how ready he was to, uh, end the song. Pat turned around, Pat's playing guitar and he's singing and I'm playing horn and we've never, played with Mackenzie before, mm. but, um, but Mackenzie was always on alert. No matter how into the music you thought he was, he was always looking. He was looking like in front of him. It was just, it was like a 360 cam on yeah, this guy's awareness. head. And he was just, and Pat just gives a, 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 he's ending the song as he's looking back. And it was a quick look back. And you don't realize Mackenzie has received this information until everything comes to a close properly and perfectly hmm. and you know that's that's a beautiful sight or you know when um when the band does a hit all at the same time and everybody you know you do the hit and then the and then the singer goes back to doing their thing and the other musicians like lay back in the cut that's beautiful to see too everybody yeah. just um a unit yeah yeah and like that's that's one of my favorite things because you know I, I love to jam like with with any musician but like with the the groups i play with um and that's pivotal like especially when you when you get more practice and you're way more comfortable with each other you, you learn the cues i mean when you want to take it seriously you got to communicate right i mean inform and that applies to anything yes and so uh for anything for something so volatile or so fragile as a as a as a jam if you don't if you're not paying attention to what you're doing if you're on practice, if you don't even know the the scale that you know your counterparts trying to play, whatever. Uh, but if you can learn how to communicate with each other for time, at least for timing purposes alone, you know, you just bob your head and all that's cool. And, and yeah, the eye contact and 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 know who who needs to focus on who to keep everything you know flowing all beautifully. That's um, it's been something that I when I first started as a musician, it was just, it, I wasn't thinking about that. Cause then you know, what we were talking about before is more ego. Cause when you, when you're less experienced, you have more ego tied into everything. And you, and so you just feel like it's, well, you're just so focused on what's hard right now. It's like, well, you could make it easier if you just could communicate a little bit more, you know I mean? Again, that applies to a lot of things, but, yes. but when it comes to playing music with each other, I mean, that truthfully is one of the, the greatest things you could do as a musician is just throw your ego at the, freaking door and just <laughs> and just you know tell them like i don't know what you're playing can you yeah. explain that to me can you explain you know? that and it's like or 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 you know it's like I'm, I'm trying to figure out when you're going to end that measure it's like but can you give me a signal can you give me one other thing it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I, I'm trying to remember my thing and you're you're playing your thing and you keep changing it up because you know you never know who you're, <laughs> who you're playing with you know and they might well the timing is the same it's like yeah but you're doing it all on the hi-hat now right. before you're on the ride and you're over here but where are you yeah feels um, different. yeah and but if you give them the cue to like when i'm looking you dead in the eye that means we're about to wrap up or whatever it's just you feel so secure you know and uh and in the flow of the song and and whether you know what we're what you're doing or this is just a willy-nilly jam we're just throwing it together it's like we could as long as we're looking at each other and knowing when we're going to make the change together, it's like you could you could ride that way for a minute. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pivotal. But 
Um, and I'm kind of curious, you know, if with this delay, this this year, I mean, a lot of artists have been active, but without the the heavy touring schedules and stuff, I wonder, you know, what uh, what crewmates and what bands will kind of change. You know, it's like maybe has this affected them, you know, on their trajectory of of anybody? I mean, who knows? I'm just very open ended statement, but. I'm just curious. I mean, because like, what if there was like a, a band that had high success, but they were kind of on the ends, you know, they weren't getting along together or whatever. I'm just curious. You know, it's like I wonder if this break has affected anybody in a weird way. Like I can that. definitely tell you that um, in Arlington, the break has definitely affected quite a few bands in the Arlington area. Mm. I don't want to name any names, but there are there are a couple of bands that aren't bands anymore mm. uh, because of events that happened within 2020. Uh, uh, what's the word? What's the phrase? Irrepu uh, irreputable differences. Uh, well, um, I'm dumb, guys. But um, anyways, basically, they could not they could not work out their their yeah. whatever issues Creative they had. Differences. Creative differences. Creative <laughs> uh, differences. Well, some you know, it got it was really because it was a high political year in 2020. It was very mm. political issues that people mm. just could not um, could not get past or could not see eye to eye at mm. all. Uh, so yeah, you. I think if if it happens on a on a level where you know you live in the city and you see it happen, it's definitely happening all over the globe. Where um, rosters are changing, yeah. and uh, you know the break allowed that step back that everybody I guess has been wanting, mm. uh, so that you can take care of those issues and yeah. and rip off the band aid and hopefully look towards the future uh, a, a lot brighter in a lot brighter way. Um, but yeah, uh, even I won't say Artemis Funk is like changing their roster per se. Mm -hmm. I will say that Artemis Funk is exploring new ideas and new collaborations um, with a multitude of, of different people, uh, rappers, uh, other instrumentalists, singers, nice. uh, you know, and I think 2020 really showed us all like what happens when you wait. This is what happens mm. when you wait. You regret because something happens that you weren't expecting and now you can't access that thing. Yeah. You can't do that thing. You can't see that person yeah, you anymore. You thought that job was always going to be there. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Gone. Shake you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that was a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's reality, right? I mean, it, just, it could have happened at any point with a different disease if it happens. I mean, it's just it just is what it is. But it's just, I, I don't know. I, I You got checked. Everybody yeah. got checked. Hard. <laughs> Hard. You're like, oh, I don't want to live here. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to live with this person. I don't, now, you know. <laughs> now I got to work here eight hours a day. I got to look at my wall and my computer yeah. in the same place I hate eight hours a day. I work from home now. It's what I would always wanted, but not here. Mm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a total adjustment, total adjustment. Um, yeah, I mean, what so what what is like the, the, in the immediate future for for your group, though? Uh, well, Artemis Funk is um, we are in the process of writing and recording at the same time. We haven't booked any shows because half of our musicians are professional musicians. So oh, okay. half of us are booked. I, I mean, I'm going to New Mexico this month oh, uh, okay. to go play a show. Um, so we had to be very mindful and book ahead of time. Uh, so our first show is going to be April 30th at uh, UTA. We're playing for this spring music festival. Uh, nice. The gracious people 
at the Excel um, at the Excel program that they have there are going to be hosting us and quite a few other musicians and different artists uh, for their spring festival. But also we're planning on trying to make a huge splash in the summer. Um, we're planning on dropping a song with an artist that uh, man, I mean, once once it comes out, y'all will everybody will know. I don't want to say any names, but I'm extremely excited to, to get this project going. We okay. also did um, we did a music conference in Philadelphia hmm. uh, not too long ago. Well, it's Pennsylvania. It's a different part. Uh, but um, we did a we did a music conference out there in Pennsylvania. We learned a lot. We learned a lot about you know getting songs onto movies and uh, crowdfunding, uh, copyright, and the history of of uh, of what you would feel like would be copyright infringement. But really, you know, there are some extremely similar. Um, musical premises all throughout history, you know, from because uh, they were they were showing us things like Stairway to Heaven, you know, you have oh, yeah, ding, 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 ding. you know, it's very famous. Uh, but then they were like, and then Bach, and then he's yeah. he's doing the same thing, and yeah. then and then he's like, and this, and that, and this, and they're all doing like the same Pattern. openings, yeah. patterns, maybe in different keys, but yeah. you know, it's it's the same like of uh, you know minor third to to you know perfect fifth whatever um so we we learned a lot at that mm. conference uh so we plan on using that knowledge to to help us propel forward our career until the next music conference where we can learn even more mm. we would love to get into the um what we're trying to do is actually get our own generator so we can do pop-up shows in oh, Arlington okay. and kind of just pop-up shop, not have to depend on the city. Uh, because what what we've noticed is that the city classifies itself as a, uh, as a music-friendly city, right? Okay. But there are really weird um, outdoor sound laws. There are very strange busking rules. Um, you can't you know, the, there aren't many venues in Arlington yeah. and when, when there are venues, they're either bars or they're the big venues like Levitt Pavilion, yeah. which is an outside venue, which will not let you just post up and do a show there without paying a substantial amount of money to mm. play there. And so we're, we're trying to come up with solutions, not only for ourselves, but for the community, cost-effective solutions to be able to pop up shop and do your own shows right in Arlington, you know. Um, and we think it's we think it's important that we we get some wealth for ourselves and spread that wealth amongst the community so that com the community can grow. Because we took a big hit in 2020. We had a lot of uh, trajectory, a lot of momentum, a lot of uh, a lot of things that didn't happen for decades were happening again for our generation of musicians in Arlington. Mm. Um, and that that kind of came to a to a, a pause once what March 15th, March yeah. 16th of 2020 yeah. happened. Uh, so Artemis Funk is looking to revitalize that energy, uh, move it forward and um, hopefully hopefully help a lot of other people kind of achieve their goals and dreams within the music community, whether it's like to come out with a nice record, uh, to actually perform with your own band or perform with your own uh, DJ on a live show instead of doing open mics all the time. Uh, just, you know, trying to help ourselves and everybody re receive that next 
that key for the next level. Yeah. You know? And yeah. That's all we want. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, cause I know, uh, cause I looked at y'all's uh, page, like on Apple music and mm -hmm. Spotify. Uh, I really like your last single, the easy, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Really thank good. you. Yeah. I thank love you. that one. Uh, so is that the last thing y'all have really worked on? Like completely fleshed out or y'all have anything y'all are like, any singles or anything that you're focusing on? Or are you focusing more on like collaborations and like an album or anything like that? Well, the funny thing about it is that we have plenty of songs that were written and performed live at the same time as Easy was all fleshed out, right? Mm -hmm. So we have already fleshed out music that has just not been recorded gotcha. um, or at least, um, yeah, it just hasn't been recorded. Um, and then we have new songs that haven't even been performed for the public mm. that have been in the in the pipeline for some time. Um, the collaborations are actually being added to those songs that have already been pretty fleshed out. And then we have some music that have halfway been fleshed out. They haven't really been performed with full band um, for the public, but they've been for, uh, performed maybe with... Um, uh, Quinn and I, who Quinn is the uh, rhythm guitarist and main composer okay. for the uh, group, or mm -hmm. Pat and Quinn, uh, which Pat is the other front man, and uh, Quinn, obviously. Um, and then uh, our our bassist, uh, Max, has had a few new tunes. We added uh, a trombonist, Reggie, who is a brilliant horn line writer. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, our horn lines, our our, our flash, our pizzazz is, is uh, going to be coming alive more in this project uh but yes the the collabs the the things already uh pretty ready to to roll out the things that are still in the pipeline that haven't been fully worked out all of these are being focused on and we have to take our time because you don't want to get too excited with these new songs and mm. then rush them and then yeah. they're sloppy and you have to go through this whole process like we did for the first project where you know when we made um when we wrote feelings uh, that was a, even easy feelings and easy were really rough because mm. they were put out to the public very early without being fully fleshed out feelings took about four or five performances to actually get correct and in between those performances we decided not to do feelings for a mm. while you know after uh valentine's day we didn't do feelings for a minute mm. we had, uh easy we actually played out in Dallas at the Four Corners Brewery for the first time as an encore. Okay. And it was just kind of like awkward and a little weird. You know, people <laughs> wanted an encore. That was the only other song that we had that we were working on. Mm -hmm. And that took a minute, but we kept we kept playing easy. We stopped playing Feelings for a long time. Okay. Because right? I decided I don't want to sing Feelings mm. until we got it all packed up. More fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I really like easy. I'm trying to think there's another song uh, off of the, the album. Uh, maze ah yeah, yeah like good old one. pat yeah that's yeah. a good one yeah it's great yeah it's one of my favorites yeah uh the so where where have y'all played at here locally um in in dallas correct mm -hmm. okay yes. uh so we have played at the three links uh we have played at um what's that piano bar on in deep ellen we've played a lot of deep ellen okay um uh, I know which one you're talking about. I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, right, but it's on the corner of Elm, uh, yeah. Elm Street. Um, we are working on playing at the Freeman 
okay. cafe, which will be great because I love their food mm -hmm. and they have the best musicians in DFW coming through there. Um, Dave oh, yeah. Chappelle like walked in there one night and just was watching people. You know, he's cool with with Erica and um, uh, where else have we played? Um, Dallas Four Corners Brewery. So not much in Dallas. We played about three venues in Fort Worth. We've played a lot more venues. Arlington. Yeah, okay. We've played a lot more venues, and you know we'll have independent stops. Like um, we played a venue out in Rockwall and a venue out in um, Haltom, which is Haltom City Theater. Mm. So right now we're actually focused on getting our first show in Austin. We're trying to do oh, a, nice. a full weekend of shows. You know, oh, three yeah. shows, um, full lineups. And, you know, you don't want to go out there, play a show in Austin, probably get a little turnt and then have to drive back. Uh, yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to set that up so where we in, enjoy our weekend out there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, everything's looking like a a good time. I'm more than willing, more than excited to, to play out in um, in Dallas. I would love to play more than just Deep Ellum. But if, if Deep Ellum's like, yo, come back, we'll definitely yeah. come back. Oh, and the uh, uh, the uh, Deep Ellum Art Co. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The art company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we can flesh some stuff out so we can play there at some point. Man, that would be awesome. Yeah. Have you guys? Uh, we've have, been there. I mean, we've gone to shows and stuff. What about like played any any venues? No, I mean we've played like because we we don't have stuff like super super fleshed out. Um, and we've played for like parties and stuff like that, and that's about it. Now tell me the name of your band. Uh, the Mind Canaries. The Mind Canaries. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> Thanks. That's a really good name. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually uh, the last guy uh, I had on my show, Kevin Davis. He's a he's a local musician and okay. songwriter, and he's uh, the dude's city on like a hundred songs, and he he's he's just he's a really good singer songwriter, and he needs like he needs a producer and a drummer. And I was like. Phew, as me, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> so we, so we've, uh, we've been talking a lot more. So I think this year we're going to try and, and bang some stuff out. And so I'm, I'm just trying to go full, full fledged, just anybody that wants to collaborate. It's like, whether I'm Sam or the mine canary guy or what, like I just, I'm just going to go for it. You yeah. know, it's like, cause it's like we were saying before, it's like, I just want to throw the ego away and practice. You yeah. Know? And, it, and if it's, if it's good, awesome. If it's bad, cool. I just need to remember what I did wrong. <laughs> Perfect. If it burns, it's working. Yeah. Just don't burn me up. Yeah, burn me up. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, yeah, I'm excited, man. Just like I said, there's there's so much stuff this year. E even if I wasn't doing any of this, e even if I wasn't trying to record and write stuff, if I wasn't doing the show, it's like I would just just even for my immediate job, it's like it's just nice to have events coming back and stuff to be back in normal in the normal land. <laughs> But, but for, for whatever the, that means, yeah, you know, that's relative. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to have, yeah, like opportunities to for the show to meet more people. And as a musician, you know, meet more people. I mean, like you and me reconnecting. It's been awesome. And uh, and yeah, just to learn more from more people. Like I said, I just I, I want to be a forever student. That's all this show is, is me being curious and, you know, whether we're reviewing an album and I want to brush up on it and really enjoy it, really take it, take it under the, the microscope and 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 make sure I'm appreciating every every inch of what made it what it is. Um, or, if, you know, just touching base with the current artists, you know, like what we're talking about right now. What's the plan? Where where is your head at? Where, especially with the weird state we're in. Right. Of, of like, what? how do you feel? You know, what what is it like to be? that this is a part of your 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 life cycle you know and it's like 
how, how does this feel to get it back? You know, and like what you're saying too, cause I mean, you're, you're also in a very um, genuine, uh, well, you're in a very real scenario where you had momentum, you know, and then COVID kind of just knocked the wind out of you. So, um, I mean, I'm excited for y'all cause I mean, y'all, y'all have some, y'all have good stuff Thank and, you. and, and it sounds like y'all are, you know, dedicated and still determined and, and still excited. I mean, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> all musicians are a little stubborn, man. We're all stubborn <laughs> and I love it. I love the, the hard headedness that we all seem to have, you know, uh, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. Um, and being part of this, this state, which is the hard-headed state, <laughs> the the most hard-headed, most vanguard. We're gonna do. We're Texas. You can't tell us what to do. You can't take our guns. Don't kinda, mess with Texas. Don't mess with mess with Texas. You can come here, but you're gonna be you're gonna be us instead of you know. <laughs> you're not gonna be a visitor. You're gonna be us. Uh, I love it. I love the attitude. Um, I think it embodies. Um, some parts. I think some parts embody the musician's spirit and uh yeah, you can't you can't you can't keep us down for long, even yeah. if it's a pandemic, you know. Mm. I think eventually we would have just done shows in hazmat suits. Well, I think that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I think that's what makes artists and musicians so appealing to anybody, any human is because you've, you've you're pushing yourself. You went out and did it. You have works. You've done it. You mm. know, you have something to show, mm -hmm. you know, and and it's, it's admirable, you know, in a, in a, in a very genuine way. I mean, ex I mean, especially when you're a huge you know, music hit, I mean, because whether you realize it or not, you know, it's like, oh, I love, I'll, I buy their shirts, I'll buy their, their albums, whatever. It's like, even if you don't realize that you're literally supporting these people, it's like you, it's, it's, it's connecting with you. And, and it's just awesome to have that back. Cause I mean, I, I can't wait to be at a full fledged concert again, you know, with, you know, no, no rules. <laughs> Do you think you'll be comfortable, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder in a sweaty, in a sweaty environment like you, you were in like 2010 or 2011? Maybe, you know, like once I'm vaccinated and it's like post summer, maybe, mm -hmm. I don't know, just give it some time for the real dummies to do something. Uh, I need somebody to cough on me. <laughs> just, just go ahead, cough on me now, get it over with. And well, you've had that, right? Yeah, I did. Have, I did have. I did have COVID, but uh, not fun. Yeah. Not fun. But no, I mean, it's. I, I can't wait. I mean, any 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 length of it. I mean, going to a, a, a grassy hill and sitting on the a, a blanket watching someone that I paid, you know, because I couldn't afford the tickets, the better tickets. It's like whether it's that or yeah, like mosh pit or right up at the front and can't hear anything after the concert because the, how close were the speakers. <sighs> Like it just, it, it hasn't happened in so long. <laughs> All our ears are fresh. They're working. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel like my practices have kind of not kept that away. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, but it's, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm elated, man. I mean, it's an awesome, and it's also pushed me I mean, this show too, to, to learn more about local artists, learn right. more and in all sorts of facets of, 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 of any form of music, but also just there's not the availability. But if I have the want, you know, it's like if I, it's like we're about to get vaccinated. And then if, because uh, I think there's shows, there's shows now like at the Granada, like very, you know, small, limited, you know, capacity. But it's like there's, uh, I was just look at their calendar, like just out of curiosity. I was like, oh, look at all these, just the tribute bands even. And I was like, that's never thought there would be a tribute band that focuses on just that era of, uh, 
of Bowie or or, or anybody. You could anybody that I was looking at, like Dave Matthews Band or anybody like that. I was like, that's cool. I just wasn't thinking about that. But it's now it's like if I'm desperate, it's like I don't, I'm not going to say like I'm desperate, but it's like now it's opened up a different gate of appreciation. It's like just like I. I don't have to be familiar with them. Just jump into it, which I've, I, I mean, I used to be like that more, I guess, when I was a little bit younger in the last few years, I guess, because, you know, I'm working and stuff. I've been more careful about, mm. you know, like the the bigger shows, you know, going to ones I've always wanted to go. I just never had the money. So I'm mean, focused on that. But it's like this year or this last year, I feel like it's kind of reset me a little bit in my ways of like, that'd be cool. It's like, but now I also want to make, not make sure I'm supporting these people, but also just to have the awareness and uh just be active in that in that form you know i definitely want to go to burning man this year oh yeah yeah i want to i want to go out there in the desert i have asthma so i'm trying to like do all my research kind of get some face masks to to block the the dust from my my lungs um but i'm yeah i'm trying to get out there and to support and to see and to hear some things too man um by the way so do you have any do you have like an anniversary goal for your for your uh, show? Uh, is there an episode that you're like, yo, this is a staple right here. We need to do something big or have a party or something. And what is that? Mm. Does that look like anything in your mind? Maybe show 50, show 100? Huh? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, maybe like 25. 25 be dope. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe when I get my first sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> sponsor this man y'all he's yeah. got the space he's got the face he's got everything <laughs> he's got it all it's my marketing an- uh, manager yeah. <laughs> but no um yeah i should think about that because yeah i mean that's that's good to pull in people and like i said i mean this year i want to do a lot of things i mean it's the beginning of the show still we're in the very early days but you know, i want to do like giveaways i want to do live streams of like my band or mm. like or like yeah like guests you know it's like you, you come on it's like it'd be awesome to coordinate like you come on or your, your old band or the you know or, or if you agree on like two people that wanted to speak and then after the show you know do a set or whatever it's like i want to add on the new just take it away from just being a talk show and really add some layers to it so there's there's more variety and then if i can get a couple of sponsors and turn this into my my career i just have more time to throw into it and and more content to generate um because that's the only thing right now you know with balancing one well one band really two bands and a potential third collaboration my nine to five job and then uh the show which i'm i'm the editor and chief everything uh there's just times where you know i I get a little frustrated because i just feel like man i I wish i could put more time into it but it's like i I am right i'm I'm being careful i'm being disciplined i'm making good decisions it's just my dreams are still just massive and weighing on me and it's just if anything that's fine because that means i'm still hungry you know Mm -hmm. there's still like i feel like there's still something missing um there's still something to do uh so i mean I'm, i'm very excited i just like I said, paranoid person. So I just want to make sure I'm doing all the right things. I understand, man. <laughs> and, you know, we got to we have I've, I'm really bad at this, but I have to constantly remind myself like, yo, man, you're still young. You're still in your 20s. Mm. You know, we still have we have achieved careers and musical goals and done things that most people in their 20s, you know, they get on Instagram and they're like, man, if only I would do this mm. or I could do this and we're doing it, man. And, I, you know, I think that that deserves some um, 
some very light, very small, but consistent amount of uh, praise for yourself. Yeah. Is that like, yeah, you are doing it. Yes, you are putting in the time. Yeah. Yes, you are young and still doing it and still not burnt out and still hungry. So yeah, yeah it's beautiful. Man. Well, and speaking of that, you know, we were talking about artists that we've lost recently. And I think it was uh, yesterday, they prior, that was the one year anniversary of when we lost Bill Withers, which mm. is one of my personal favorites. Oh my God, I almost, oh man. It, yeah, and that was, wow. that hit me hard. And uh, cause I'm a, I'm a huge Bill Withers fan. I mean, I, I mean, his music has been, always been around, whether just on the radio and films and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I have, family members and even teachers that would play his music around me all the time growing I mean as a young person like I, I grew up with a lot of his catalog and kind of forgot you know for a few years um, when I turned into a teenager and want to you know do my own thing and listen to this and what's Rage Against the Machine and like you know and just go off into all sorts of other musical tangents and then there was a year I think it was like my junior year or my senior year in high school where uh, um, the song Use Me came on mm. and I was like oh my god i haven't heard this song in forever and then i just went on a deep dive and i i haven't I, i'm pretty sure i listened to one of his albums like at least once a week like for these last 10 years like oh man it, it's just uh i mean still bill uh just as i am i mean i mean any of his albums man i i, I love his music and that's a man who didn't start his craft until he was in his early 30s and he had been a factory worker he was in the army um uh, he wasn't he didn't fit the bill of a musician you know all through his 20s <clears throat> and then he just he got really inspired and really wanted to write poetry and and convert it into the you know that gospel beautiful soulful you know music that he really appreciated yeah and then he freaking did it a lot man. of genre blending with bill oh yeah yeah a lot of genre blending. and and so and one one really cool thing that i didn't know either um because i read this little background uh, article that uh, rolling stone did um about his his early days was when he did uh just as i am his first album which i think me and my dad might be reviewing that album here pretty soon tightness yeah i'm, I'm excited because that that's such a good album um but uh when he did that and he was in the studio um uh, recording it you know doing retakes and and it's a you know multi-chamber studio so you have um uh, graham nash was there uh stephen stills was there and in fact stephen stills eventually became the session guitarist for that whole album or a majority of it and i don't think the, i don't think that was planned and it literally happened because they were there and they just started admiring they, they were paying attention to his, to his practice and his execution and they were listening to what he wrote mm -hmm. and they were just blown away but then when they talked to him you know bill was just oh you know thank you you know thank you and then like, and they, like i think it was graham nash like dude you don't know how good you are like they were like take like they they felt like they were the small man in the room you know because he, he was just a force yeah but yeah just um, so chill and just trying to do his own thing yeah put his ego aside mm. and then left it at the door or left it where wherever he was stationed in the army and and became a force of nature and music is, yeah, uh, you know, unfuckwithable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definition. Wow. With two T's. Rest in peace, Bill. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> you ever heard the song uh, "Soul Shadow"? I don't think so, or at least I I don't think I know it by name. It's uh, because you know he did like a random features with people, and some mm. I don't think some of them weren't labeled for years, like the Grover Washington mm -hmm. uh, one. Like I don't think he was labeled originally. I, I could be wrong, but I. I think I remember that like he wasn't on he wasn't credited at first and then like they reissued it and then he was 
Um, and with Soul Shadows, I think it's with the Crusaders. Um, it's a soul funk group. And, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, like I, you know, I'm a big fan of his and like all the streaming sites, like they never had that song posted. And then one day I found it recently. It's a, it's a really cool song. Did you find it on YouTube? Uh, no, I found it on uh, Apple Music or oh, Spotify nice. or something, but it was like through some weird avenue. Like I was, uh, I was on some weird fusion playlist, you know, mm. or something, and then uh, it popped up. And I was like, "Is that Bill Withers?" And then, uh, as you can't, yeah, it's an undeniable voice. <laughs> and uh, and then yeah, I looked it up and I was like, "Oh shit!" Featuring Bill, wow. good old Bill, good old Bill Withers, <laughs> man, man, so good. But it's under the Crusaders name. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so okay. cuz that's yeah, that's why I never found it. But it's a really good song. And I think they just released his estate or whatever released a, a new like greatest hits of his and they included that one on it. Tight. Um and I think that might be the thing like that greatest hits was on this playlist I, or something like that. Some weird thing brought it back into the music universe. Good. I don't know. But anyways, that's a really cool song. If you like him, I think you would dig that. Bro, I'm going to listen to Bill Withers as I'm customizing my new apartment. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, that's and good wholesome music. Yeah. Now and also I need to um so I have I have crates for my records, but now I need an actual like record stand because mm. I have so many. I have, you know, close to 200 now. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And so um I wonder if I have that many. I, I I'm pretty I think, sure I think you, you're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're not there, then you're really close. Because I did see your record, uh, your record collection. I kind of, I low key got, te- I, I got jealous. I was like, <laughs> okay, got his house, got his home. Excuse me, got his home, got his, got his record collection. It's beautiful. It's all, it's all great. But yeah, I need to, um, I need to set myself up with some Bill Withers records. They're hard um, to find. Are they? I don't have one. I have. A greatest hits that's like from the 80s and it's scratched up the hell it doesn't even work where do you not. where do you go to look uh my favorite record store is josie records in uh uh irving Thank yeah it's technically it's irving. right yeah right off of um oh it's like eight minutes from you yeah, yeah. It's close. oh it's so good yeah. and they they recently acquired uh bill's bill record bill's records so okay. they expanded so it's like twice as big and they have the, all the stock from bill's so it's bill's, bill's records from um dallas Right over here. That's uh, the one uh, right next to, uh, oh gosh, um, what's that place called? Cause you can you can rent rooms there. Um, Don't know. He was real old. Oh yeah. Old white dude yeah, yeah. who smokes uh, yeah, cigars. Sick, and, yeah, huh? Man, I didn't know that. Yeah. So his his stuff was acquired. Yeah. Did he, did he pass? I don't think so. I don't know. Gosh, he had. Everything. Oh yeah. Well, that's a it was a crazy place. I mean, I've only gone there a couple of times. But right. It's one of those places where. That's why I want to interview record store owners and managers and stuff because some of those people are freaking, they're a library like mm-hmm. in and of themselves. Like they're they're like a music knowledge force sometimes. Like it's crazy. But like yeah, I remember like going in there and I mean I had a friend of mine tell me that he 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 remembers this too that you could go in there and you'd be like hey you know I'm looking for um, yeah Chick Corea is looking for like. You know, I, I can't think of an album, but it's, it's you give him some random album or tell him like a, a variant of that album. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, four lanes down, six boxes over to the back, you know, far back. And like, dang, like Rolodex or, you know. Yeah, all, Dewey, all Dewey in there, no system. matter how old he was. He was just like, it was like instant. That's crazy. Because he probably didn't smoke weed. That's his, that's his thing. You keep the nicotine kept yeah, him sharp. Yeah, keep him keeps you sharp. <laughs> if um, because I I don't really smoke cigarettes, but when when I do, that's usually when my songwriting is very good. 
It's very mm. sharp. The the ideas come out uh, really fresh. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, well, I think about that like in the old days. I mean, the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think of all the documentary series or, or artists that I've watched the most stuff of, just because of uh, growing up with mm. it with my parents, it's the Beatles. I've, I've okay. seen the most like background stuff and all, just because it's always been around me. I've always been into it. And um, and there's new stuff coming out in these last few years, like with all the anniversaries of things. Um, and yeah, I went, it's just nuts. I mean, you have, you, you're literally looking at like the documentation of like the day that you have Paul McCartney singing like a crazy song, like uh, she's leaving home oh. or uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a beautiful vocal. And uh, the dude is like, just chain smoking like the whole time and, time and and it's just it's just crazy like they're, they're in there knocking out their work and they're just they're, they were they just talk about how constantly they were they were smoking it's just like it just blows my mind kind of keeps you kind of keeps you mellowed out when you're getting when things are getting intense i mean i guess that's why people take those 15 minute smoke breaks mm. but um i couldn't imagine like wednesday morning at five o'clock it <laughs> <laughs> and just like smoking this cigarette and then going back to this beautiful ballad. I don't even know what in instrument. Uh, whatever is in the beginning. I yeah. think it, it might be a harp. Um, it's beautiful. Oh, that's a beautiful track. But um, yeah, even even if you watch um, when, uh, who was it? Duke Ellington did the collaboration with Frank Sinatra. Like they're both mm. smoking cigarettes. Uh, Miles, he's smoking cigarettes while he's while he's uh, while he's doing uh, sketches of Spain or when oh he, yeah when he's doing the Porgy and Bess uh, interpretation. Um, tons of cigarettes. Uh, so yeah, when when I want to write really well, if if I don't have to, I won't because cigarettes do they hurt my lungs so bad. Mm. It's awful. Uh, but if I want to write a song and I really need to bust it out, then off. I, yeah, it gives you, <laughs> gives you a nice little, mm, um, yeah, some cigarettes, some coffee, just like Otis, Otis Redding said. And uh, yeah, you're on the go. Yeah, um, it's very interesting. Cause like, I'm like that with editing and I mean, anything, I mean, like any craft, it's like, it's interesting how, yeah, that can kind of like mm -hmm. line you up a little bit. Nice, yeah, line you up right now, you know, ah, nice, you're good. <laughs> for 15 minutes and then you need to go smoke another one but it's no wonder i mean when you when you look at some of those old school performers and you realize like man that's why you can't keep up with yourself you can't keep up with the ghost of your past because you had smoked it away <laughs> i watched um the beach boy well they're not the beach boys anymore it's brian oh uh, brian wilson yeah it's brian wilson but there's a member uh he's a he's a short dude i can't remember his name uh, but Brian Wilson, he can't he can't do much anymore. He can't dance. He can't like he would just sat at the piano and played and he would kind of sing, but not really sing. Mm. But this other guy, other guy, um, he killer, one of the original Beach Boys, killer oh. singer, still like killing it. And uh, I was dating somebody at the time who I took to go see them because mm. um, I didn't have any interest in the Beach Boys until I had heard. Um, it wasn't Pet Sounds first. It was another album, but I can't remember. But then, then I heard Pet Sounds was like, this is stellar. Um, but 
yeah, he, apparently he was the least drug afflicted. He didn't really smoke uh, cigarettes. Uh, he stayed healthy and was able to get up and perform and sing a killer concert hmm. as if he was, you know, in his 30s, 40s. Like, and this is a man in his 60s, 70s. Wow. You know, yeah. killing it. That is interesting because I'm trying to think of like, cause like I saw like Tom Petty and he was like frozen mm. and he was like, he like didn't move and his voice was all right, you know, but he didn't have to do, he's not hitting any crazy stuff too often. But because uh, I saw him a couple of years before he passed and I, I just remember thinking about that. It's like, man, he's, he's an old rocker. He's been through it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he won't back down, but he's he's still there. So. Uh, who? Osborne, Ozzy. Oh yeah, man. He just came out with a new album like a year or two ago. But he still sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, there's a song. Um, I actually like it. It's a. Uh, oh man, I think it's called um, "Under the Graveyard." Under the graveyard. Called. Yeah, and he uses a uh, like mild auto tune, mm. and that like, fixes his problem. Like with his with the with the age or with yeah. the degradation of his voice. Like yeah, he sounds like young Ozzy. Like for some parts of it, so it's pretty. It's because it's it's not like super obvious, but like it, you can tell like it's, it's adjusted, it's corrected a little bit somehow. But it sounds pretty good. Probably what he used on that track he did with Post Malone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he sounded. I was like, whoa. At first, I didn't I didn't look at who was on the on the track, uh -huh. and you're like listening, and I'm like, is this Post? When Post be able to sing like this? And then you look, you're like, Ozzy. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Dang, Ozzy. And then you're like, dang, Ozzy. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, good for Ozzy. I yeah. mean, he obviously already had it. I think cer certain situations like that make it even more okay or more necessary to use auto-tunes so that pe older people can stay in the game yeah. while fighting against, you know, old age and yeah. such drugs that man needs to be studied <laughs> he needs to be in a lab somewhere after if he pass when he passes uh, he'll probably pass af after we do no if yeah yeah um and yeah they need to study because i don't know how a man can take that many substances and do that many things and still be kicking and alive and all that yeah. that's wild it is Ozzy. Nice. yeah but that is a good example though of, uh, of an uh, older artist using modern technology that kind of offset some of their 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 hurdles mm -hmm. i guess vocal hurdles or whatever um and and adjusting to that adjusting to the new techniques the new methods and new uh, uh technologies or instruments mm -hmm. like uh because yeah because i'm pretty sure he released his album right after the, the post, post malone stuff yeah um so i'm sure he was influenced and learned you know a lot or or met up with a different producer who could you know help him because, uh, you know, I think about uh, uh, Paul McCartney's album, uh, New, which he released right after working with uh, Kanye oh, yeah. and, uh, and Rihanna for uh, four or five seconds and um, all day. And uh, in that album, he uses like 808s. He's using like uh, he, he's using nothing but um, or, or not. It's not nothing but but way more digital effects and editing and post, you know, production stuff than in the past because in the past prior to that like all of his albums you kind of notice like one of the albums was just like a love song uh, cover and a lot of it's not crooner stuff yeah so it felt like he was kind of and a lot of other stuff uh from other albums i can't remember any off the top of my head but they're more singer songwriters so it seemed like he was kind of divvying in giving in to like i'll just stay in my register i'll stay at what i can pull off at the mm -hmm. shows and here's what i can do right and then he meets kanye and they kind of 
collaborate. He meets new people like Theopolis London and stuff. And I'm sure he's like, man, it's like, cause I mean, that's, that's always been him. That's always his characteristic in, as a musician is he, he learns from another person who's executed it something beautifully that he right. doesn't understand. And then he adopts it and tries it out too. And so like new, it's very, it's very different. And it's awesome because it's a very vibrant album. It's, it's, it's got a lot of variety to it, but it's a, it's, it's just a different type of McCartney and he's in his, he's like 70, I yeah. think at that point. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why he's one of the goats. Oh, speaking of goats, how do you feel about uh, Daft Punk oh, yeah. breaking up? You That's know, crazy. Being... So I guess they're not going to do the track to the next Tron movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think any chance. It have to be a lot of money. Yeah. That's crazy. Have they have they said any reason or any kind of explanation? No, but I was, you know, I was I've been listening to a few music critics and uh, a few, you know, having a few discussions about um you don't get to see that end to a musician's career before they die often you know hmm. like more times than not like musician is in the works on some new music and then they die mm. but most most musicians don't end their um like a false musical, retirement right some kind of like yeah, jay-z, Jay-Z <laughs> uh, michael J- uh, jackson yeah. um false retirement that's a good way yeah and then um you know these people these guys they Every single album they create they created was just uh, gold. It was it was beautiful. It was original, and it was distinctly different from the previous album that they did before. Mm. You know, and they never, with maybe the regards to Tron, but Tron was so Tron was so uniquely. It, you know, it was a little bit close to their um, not homework album or may it might have been what's the album that came after discovery i don't know if you know the discovery for for daft punk that well but um uh the one where um uh technologic was on it it was it was kind of similar but it was like oh take out take out all the human aspect of Mm. of our music and that's what we're gonna put in tron um but you know they they went out their way and they never had to make an album to to make money or to sell out. Mm. And I think that is something that we as creators need to see. Um, we need to see more creators, more football players, more athletes knowing when to call it quits before, you know, things are bad or the, the music is bad or, you know, uh, before before the quality is tarnished or before your body gives out. Yeah. I think it's good to know when to cut things off when to end things yeah keep a healthy relationship with your craft exactly yeah yeah because they they ended up being uh one of like the richest djs like in the world mm, i believe like, uh and it's 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 nuts how they i mean they were like the the like house music like person you would think i mean i mean obviously out of paris for sure but like house dj music like from the 90s i mean it was just like they were the huge wave of that. I mean, they were the face of that. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think like of all their collaborations. I mean, the, in the last years, because they did like songs with The Weeknd and uh, Pharrell. Um, but uh, what's that? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm trying to remember something else. Um, didn't they do something else kind of semi recent? I'm trying to think of like the last projects they've done because, you know, starting in the 90s and then ending now, I'm just trying to think. I mean, Random Access Memory is the is is like the freshest in my mind, honestly. Yeah, um, I'm 
I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy because I did, I know they talked about doing another Tron movie and they, mm. they talked about them doing the soundtrack and stuff at one point. But yeah, I don't know. Just, I'm sure they just kind of satisfied and who knows, maybe they'll come back separately. Who knows? Yeah. You never know. I recently re- read about how expensive their helmets are. Really? <laughs> their helmets are expensive. Well, they're like that. Who knows? I don't know if this is the modern price tag, but at least they're, they're the first um, set that they had and like would publicly used. It's like $65,000 to oh, pro- prototype it. What? And it was because, again, it was like the late or mid 90s, whatever. And uh, they had some designer, you know, plastic form figure out the, the, the display or the head, the, the helmet. And then put the, the the light display into it, and then with the, the flexible like neck thing, and then the matching gloves. Like yeah, sixty five thousand dollars for oh my God. the first set. That's nuts. Because you know it's like when they broke up, all those articles started coming out. Yeah, like, I bet you didn't know this. Yeah, <laughs> five things you didn't know about yeah. Daft Punk. Yeah, um, Which I, I mean, think that's probably how I found out that they were one of the most wealthiest. Yeah, wealthiest. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> like like George Townsend used to tell us, it. It may seem goofy, but if you if everybody commits to the fullest, it will it will be and will look cool. Mm. So, you know, I think that is definitely a testament to that. Sixty five thousand dollars. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's not unfuck withable. <laughs> cannot fuck with them. Wow. That's crazy. Mm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a I was kind of looking forward to I mean, everybody was oh. looking forward to what was next. <laughs> a new Daft Punk anything. Well, it's like a year. It's like this, this has been the last year of where everyone's been stuck. And like, maybe they did something. No. Nope. <laughs> we didn't. Or maybe they did and they're just like, we're broken up, but we still got one more thing for you. I'm hoping that, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's becoming expected at this point. <laughs> it's like uh, I'm retired. Just give me a year. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Here's the new album. It's but, uh, it's your it's your like um, what is it like a uh, end of year bonus or something like that? Like, well, it's like the the riding that controversy wave or whatever. It's like because mm. I feel like Kanye is like the best example of that, and it's like you know, whether he's announced it or he's about to, like a, you know, a month or a week from now. Most of the time, whenever he does, does something like really out there, like he goes out and publicly commits doing an interview and he goes off and does it. Like he always releases something like a month or somewhere near after that. It's like he's he, he knows how to control the, the media cycle. Because everybody's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure being in ties with Kris Jenner, you know, she's probably a good coach about that. too. Yeah. <laughs> about how to manipulate the media. Oh, yeah. But. Oh, um, man. Oh, yeah. And his uh, his divorce. Oh, yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. Oh man! I wonder what how he'll be affected mentally after. This. They're honestly <laughs> <What's next? laughs> the, because they're. I know people don't like Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but in my opinion, they're both being dragged through the mud. Mm. Uh, they are both in pain uh, right now because you know you. One thing is for sure is that when somebody has a um, a mental obstacle that they do not want to treat or seek help for it is very hard on the loved ones surrounding that person to to live through that so you know um do i think the kardashians have a history of uh driving outsiders into the ground yes but do i also believe that kanye's um 
stability within the family unit caused some instability within the lives of his loved ones around him uh also yes mm. uh, i believe both of them have truly suffered maybe not necessarily from the marriage but maybe from themselves as individuals yeah. uh with all the spotlight and all the um all the money all the expectation yeah, the image the image yeah. and you know now they got kids yeah. and um Man. Say, man, they pumped them out, man. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they have so many. Good for them. That was quick. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. But it's, yeah, it is It is interesting how they're, uh, what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Like, with the, with the, uh, the fashion side, like, I wonder, like, I'm just curious. Like, I'm curious what, if anything, will change creatively from both of them. Because, I mean, I guess I'm more focused on Kanye. But uh, just, yeah, I wonder... Yeah, how because we've seen how his mentality and and his uh, uh, where he's at in the, in, the, in 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 the light of uh, either how he sees himself or how he thinks everybody sees him, uh, it changes how he does a project. You know, it changes how he's gonna curate his feelings into uh, uh, into a piece of work. So it's just like it's gotten to this point where it's like he's not a dude that I ever expect to say I'm retired because it's just he just keeps evolving and just it gets expressive in a new you know form so anytime there's some new uh news about him <laughs> you get excited oh, yeah I'm just kind of curious cause like I said I was like is he drumming stuff up to kind of you know build momentum or is this like or or is it the opposite has something happened to him and now it's building up this like need to express himself you know because like because i think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of thought that that you could you could put into um breaking down an artist in an era of of hardship of like so think of like people like george harrison or like you know like george harrison when he released his first album he uh i think it was right prior before releasing his releasing his album you had the beetle breakup he had his divorce and his mom passed away. Mm. Uh, and um, and the Beatle breakup wasn't just like, you know, your musicians breaking up. It was a big business money, you know, awkward, you know, breakup where it's like you literally had to determine who got a percentage of the song that you you chipped in on. Like you and it was a lot of it was just vocal agreement, you know, and just like such a weird and crazy they're, fucking and they're thing. all friends you know yeah. damn, damn near family. Yeah. And and, and, and and it's just so weird. And then you have yeah, your immediate relationship uh, uh, break, and then you have your 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 your, your parent pass away, and they were close. And um, but then that's when he he started working on his first album. And now he 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 had also set on a lot of uh, uh, writings and, and songs that he had developed w with the Beatles because he had like a two song quota per al per album. And so and sometimes he thought he did a good job, and and they they vetoed it. They didn't agree yeah, that it would yeah. go on. So he kept it because he thought it was good. And so once they broke up, he he just doubled down and and put in so much effort into that album and it i mean it shows i mean all things must pass is a, a beautiful album it's one of my all-time favorites it's one of my desert island albums okay uh and i and i really think there's something to it that he was in that hard period but he like we were saying you know kind of threw the ego out didn't make it about himself and just stayed healthy stayed disciplined and practice and because you know it's like all oh, like a, a human wants to learn and develop and, and work it's like you but you want you know you want to you want return on the work you know you don't want it to just be fleeting and not mean anything and you know and i think when you're talking about a seasoned artist 
and they're going through a hard time, they become a, a, a an expert communicator, you know, after a certain period. I mean, they're, they're sure they're already pretty good, but mm -hmm. once they've gone through a, a, an era of success, it's like you, as long as you're still practice, it's like you, you're still a master communicator. Right. And so when they go through those hard times, I mean, that's why some songs are so uh, it's palpable what they're what they're emitting these feelings and stuff and it, even if it's not something that reflects what they were going through you know because i i mean like because he wrote some beautiful music you know the beautiful love songs you know during that period so it's like it doesn't matter but it's just that i don't know that that decision that self-made decision to to keep pushing you know and and to because you know it's like you can become a prisoner of circumstance or a champion of circumstance and it's like if someone took that away from took something from from you and you're like well that person took that from me so i don't i don't feel like i can do it anymore it's like or the person took it from you so now see what you can do next why why are you just, why are you stopping you know and it's totally up to you um but i i just think there's some beautiful there's power in that when people can put in that dedication to themselves um and and prove it you know and like we were talking about before when you're talking about a master musician who can do every every step of the way every 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 level of the composition every bit from the pre to the post yeah and uh there's just a different energy to it because they they're they're committed now that they're lazy and they'll show oh yeah <laughs> yeah and you got a, a thousand and one of those that you don't even know about yeah obviously right yeah, yeah. that's what youtube's for oh uh, yeah fun. that's what youtube <laughs> twitch yeah and now I, I don't know if you've heard of clubhouse have you heard of clubhouse no what is that so clubhouse is this new social media app but right now they're only letting people in by invitation only and oh. only through apple products so i think each person that gets oh. in gets two invitations uh, to invite. Yeah. And basically it is like a, um, it is like a better, uh, it's like a more in-depth LinkedIn to where you're having uh, very personal conversations in these groups that can be moderated by a single person, hmm. uh, but anybody can come into these groups and these groups can range from, you know, you know, tech junkies to music, music uh, fanatics to, um, to uh, comedians talking about whatever, but basically it's just this new hottest thing of an exchange of ideas um, hmm. that is extremely exclusive. I know Kevin Hart's on there. Um, I know there are a couple of other celebrities that have jumped on uh, to Clubhouse. And it's something that they talked about at the most recent music conference that I uh, hmm. went to. Uh, however, I have an Android and they don't have it on Android yet. You, you, uh, you mother does. <laughs> and mm, anyways, um, but, you know, that's something that we have to look forward to when it comes to the cultivation of uh, the new music scene post 2020, as well as uh, Twitch and certain platforms that allow you to stream on multiple uh, social media sites. Mm -hmm. uh, we have one uh, and we when we stream, uh, we usually we hit our it hits our Facebook, our Instagram and our Twitch all at the same nice. time. So, you know, things like that are extremely convenient and uh, the, the, the wave, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just love how easy it's getting to be self, uh, uh, self uh, uh, projected that you can, you can, I wish I could stream to all these places. Like, yeah, you can do it. Just look it up and do it. It's like, you don't have to go through a producer. You don't have to go through something. You don't need the money. Because like, I mean, like, yeah, like uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, even Reddit, you know, it's like, free or it's open or some of them have little fees but but it's just it's crazy like because i mean 
especially with 2020. I mean, like streaming became a necessity if you wanted to stay in touch with your audience. And so it's just, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a different uh, precedent in, in, in musicianship of being able to keep up with your crowd through that and you having to know how to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like now it's like, if you never thought you need to do that, well, here we go. What we said before, you've been shook up, you've been checked. Yep. You don't have that skill. You better acquire that skill. Now you're a manager yeah. <laughs> and yeah. your agent and your, your marketing, uh, your chief marketing uh, officer and all that, um, all into one artist and you better get in there and record too. Yeah. And tell people you're recording <laughs> and record yourself recording. Oh gosh, so much, yeah. so much. I don't think the label, the idea of a record label will ever die out per se, but I definitely, um, I definitely know that it is, it is getting some competition from oh, yeah. regular average folk. Yeah. Oh, big time. Well, especially now that you have Grammy winning people like Chance the Rapper and I mean, all sorts of people that, that have been self-produced or done a lot of their own work. They've proven that's like, you, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not the end all say all of what you you like you know the, the pinnacle of your your success and it's like it, that's your first swing at it but it's like you you put in that dedication you've proved that you're you're not level one at least you know it, it you know and, and you've, you you're working your way up you're networking you're showing off it's like you're not it's like if you're a baseball player it's like you you just hit the ball and ran the bases like you're sad you didn't hit a home run i'm sitting here like wow you connected and you you actually hit that pitch you know it's like it, it, it's like you actually did something right but i just think that's uh it's a weird um it's a weird mindset or a weird thing that i think we all go through where uh it's not that the memory is fleeting or anything it's just you're you're so focused on the future that you kind of forgot that you've you've come a pretty good little way and then you just got to be kind of careful how you how you stretch it out how you extrapolate it and really realize how you're going to end up because mm -hmm. it's like oh man it's been two years and i've only been able to play here and I can't finish this. It's like, yeah, but it's like you've played here and you've done something. It's like, and, and if, if anything, just learn from what worked and just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Yeah. And I mean, especially with this show, like um, my my last episode uh, that I did uh, with Kevin, Kevin Davis, yeah. we, we reviewed uh, uh, Dawes. Um, and, uh, you know, I uh, it was a week of me and him had kind of decided how we were going to talk about it and whatever. Um, but then he, he randomly asked me, he's like, oh man, he's like, we wouldn't be able to use our music in the show, would we? I was like, well, I was like, no. I was like, cause I don't have permission. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna reach out to their legal team and their marketing team. And I sent them a message and they got back to me immediately saying like, oh yeah, you can use a small clip this this wide from any of these four albums, whatever. That's awesome. I was like, man, all I had to do is freaking just do it. Out. Yeah, and Damn. just like, not now I'm a salesperson. So I think I'm also, I'm an outside salesperson too. Okay. So I most of the stuff I get, I don't, it's not just handed to me. I have to convince them to work with us. Cold calls and yeah, such. Yeah, and uh, site visits and stuff. Oh, and so, yeah. And so I'm kind of used to throwing that part of my brain, just throwing it into the trash can, just being like, don't be afraid of rejection. It's like the worst are gonna be like, oh, okay, no. I'm like, all right, have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, just eat it and move on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and with this, it's like, it's probably just gonna be a lot of cold rejection of just like, it's never got back to me. Okay, this is what it is. Maybe I'll try it again. Then you can actually see that I'm serious. You're like, oh, a small show. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm not even gonna respond to them. I'm like, well, if I keep messaging? It's like, you just never know. Right. You just never know. You never know unless you dive out there. Yeah, until you give up, then you'll know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll know something. Yeah. You know, we won't have a career yeah. anymore.
But yeah, man, this year's gonna be crazy. Oh, it's the craziest. I have high expectations. There, there, <laughs> there's never been a year like this, and never, man. Oh, so happy to be alive during this this time. Yeah. We're so lucky. I'm so glad to be out of it, or you know, to see the end. Because man, it's like it's like watching a flower bloom. It's like feeling the what did I say the other day? It's like feeling the sun, you know, like on my face after you've been underground. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh. Yes, let's do these things. Here let's comes plan this. The sun. Yes. Do, 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 do. Here it all comes. It's just, it's, it's so great. It's like be able to plan stuff, look forward to events. Just, I don't know. I'm looking Make, to quit my job and just be doing music full time now. Now that yeah. I can again. Yeah, you know, man. That's what I'm looking towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean, man. It's like that, that we can people can pick up on that trajectory again of where they were, and uh, ride ride the tail ride the wave of the successes that we had we carved out you know mm-hmm. those lanes that each of us in our own craft or career had really put effort into and uh figure out what's next but yeah i feel like that's that's what this year's for last year was you think about it yeah you think about it do. real hard you better do a good job of thinking because <laughs> what you want in life yeah and then, God. yeah and this is the year yeah so if you haven't decided what to do this year? You better decide because you better figure it out. I'm putting it out there, man. You ain't got another one to sit back on. <laughs> Life is moving again. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like there's that there's that uh, communal kind of vibe or energy to when you know it's like, oh, you're you're talking about a project, man. I got this going. I was like, and so is he. Man, I just talked to him. He's doing it. To, I I can't stop. Yeah. Because I don't want to be the person to not show up with something. Right. The <laughs> only person at the table ain't got nothing new. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Still doing the same. You know, nothing wrong with doing the same songs you did like two, three years ago, but only doing the same songs that you did two, three years ago and having nothing new to the table. You know, it's like, oh, what'd you do in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Netflix, Disney Plus, and Hulu. You know, yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Uh, we'll see, but we'll keep the show going, and then we'll keep an eye out for your next show, man. I want to go. Please, please. I will. The next big show, I definitely want to have you both come out. Yeah. Uh, I don't want y'all to have to pay for anything. Uh, I'll make sure you guys get T-shirts, whatever cool. kind of merch we we get. I will make sure that you guys are good to go. Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I'd love to go. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, man. Anything else? Um. Artemis Funk's doing a show April 30th at uh, UT Arlington, open to the public, and it is a live show, it's not a live stream. So uh, if you feel uncomfortable, please bring your masks and your hand sanitizers. If you feel comfortable, still bring your masks and your hand sanitizers, and just have a good time. And that's it, that's all I got. You heard it here, folks. Well, that's it. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, till next time, man. Till next time. All right. Thank you for listening. For more episodes, visit our website, musicmythpodcast.com, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Goodbye.